How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Fu Show. I'm your host, Coach Ali Fu Show. In today's episode, episode number 24, we will be talking about how to coach a gen pop client, or in other words, how to coach a general population client. Now, when I was like trying to give a or like create the flow for this episode, I was thinking like, is there a better way to phrase this title? Should it be how to First thing, the, the first thing that I thought of was, is it going to be how to design a program or how to design a workout for a gen pop client? Then I realized I don't think that's how this episode will actually be because when it comes to designing a workout, the, um, designing a full-fledged program, there are a lot of factors that can't really be discussed without knowing the exact situation or the exact, you know, like how the individual client is because of course the schedule will matter like how frequent the the client would want to work out the available equipment etc so all of those are you know important but we won't be talking about those specifically like no i'm not going to be talking about specific number of reps sets rest intervals in this episode so i figured that the better way to title this episode is to really how to coach how to coach gen pop clients now before I go on with the actual meat of this episode, I want to say, hey, is this camera set up a lot better? I just realized that, um, or I've been realizing the couple of few weeks and months of doing this podcast for everyone, like especially when it's a solo episode, my neck would feel really, not not necessarily stiff, but it would kind of ache because for the majority of the part, I'd be looking right, then look back center, look right, look center. Hopefully... This would look better for you guys because it's a lot easier for my general posture and neck health. So hopefully you guys like that. But now to actually go... Oh wait, sorry. Before I do talk about the meat again of this episode, I am filming this February 8, 2023. Uh, Just this past week. So today's a Wednesday. Just this past weekend, we just had days one and two of Seabull... Uh, 2023. That is the Raw Powerlifting Championships here in the Philippines. It was an amazing experience because, of course, um, it's always great to be in a competition um, environment. It's always great to see a lot of people really revved up because you know that they're there to really give it their best shot. And um, my role over the weekend was that I was the, um, I'll use the better sounding term i was the sports broadcaster uh, for seaball 2023 the raw powerlifting championships it was definitely a fun experience because um i i was there of course the whole day getting to see everyone from the setup of the actual venue uh to see people walk in get their warm-ups in etc and of course there are a lot of hype moments and if you're interested to get more on my share or my experience on that probably so it's uh as feb 8 again i feel like within my own schedule i will be able to upload my vlog on that so of course not necessarily like a vlog like hey guys what's up i'm not in, in everyone's face so much it's more of me um having a voiceover of my experience there if you guys are interested in seeing how the first two days of the Seabolt 2023 championships were, uh, please do not forget 
to like and subscribe or just primarily subscribe and watch out for that next upload. Um, I'm really excited to share with that because, of course, it was a hype weekend. Really, really happy uh, how powerlifting is growing here in the Philippines. But now, okay, you guys clicked onto this video. You guys are or clicked onto this episode in, on Spotify because you want to know how to coach gen pop clients. So obviously, if you're interested in that topic, you are a personal trainer, whether it be a beginner uh, personal trainer or coach or somebody who just wants to like ha um, have a good idea on how I personally uh, coach my clients or how what was taught to me by different coaches that I do follow. Or you don't even have to be a coach to watch this. You can just um, absorb and maybe you can apply any of the things that you've heard in this episode to your own training or you can share it with any of your friends uh, who might benefit from what I'm about to share. But first things first, what do we mean by gen pop, general population? I guess too, if you want a strict definition, this means that these are the type of people that aren't into any specific sports and we can just cut it there. Like if you're not a competitive athlete, but you're still working out, you're going to be considered in the general population demographic or in other words, people that are after general fitness. But it's not as easy as that because general fitness has a lot of layers into it. And there are some uh, clients that prefer or are going to prioritize different parts of what it means to be actually generally fit. So the first thing, first things first, when you go to a client or a client approaches you wants to take your training this like gen pop client or not a gen pop client the first thing that you have to do to uh, like to ask as the coach as the personal trainer what specific goals can you possibly have now i talked about specificity in some rather some length in the previous episode episode number 23 so if you want a refresher there about specificity go and pause this one and go to that previous episode but the reason why it's extremely important to ask about any specific goals that this client may have is because you have to make sure that that client has a i would say concrete idea on what they're going to get out of your training relationship for example so i, I mentioned that there are a lot of layers or there are a lot of aspects when it comes to general fitness, uh, I'll name a few, or like the more popularly or more commonly chased ones would be fat loss, general strength, endurance, and mobility. Like those are like the, actually, another one would be joint pain or like to lessen any joint pain that they might have. The reason why you want to ask for those specific um, goals that they would have, despite them, you know, being technically general fitness, Everyone does have their own bias. Everyone does have their own personal goals. Hence, why they are inquiring or asking the help or the service of a personal trainer. Because that personal trainer will tailor everything as much as possible to their personal needs. Now, it, the importance of this is because they are primarily chasing... And this is not a bad thing. As I say it, some people might absorb it as a bad thing. They are chasing goals based on their emotions excluding the people that are example extreme obese and then they need to really get healthier just because their doctors are demanding that's not out of an emotional want that's because of a 
immediate need for their general health. But excluding anything um, in, with immediate health concerns, a lot of these clients are chasing emotional goals. For example, a fat loss, a fat loss client might be chasing the need for them or like the desire for them to fit in a pair of pants or a barong that they haven't uh, worn in a while or it's because it's been a good number of years the fit is a bit different or it doesn't fit them at all so of course they have an emotional attachment to probably said garment and for them to feel validation they want to you know fit in that fit in that uh piece of clothing as well oh once again and that's not a bad thing that's not a shallow thing because everyone does have their own goals and uh, another example would be i would say a joint pain one of course obviously if you have joint pain you have to address it as much as possible but an, an a potential emotional attachment and this is something that one of my clients has had before was that they would have back pain and because of their back pain they were not able to um, play around or do any light sports or light I guess, yeah, light playtime with his kids. Like he is a dad of two kids. He was not able to do anything with them because of back pain. So for him to enjoy more quality, like active quality time with his two children, he wanted to get a healthier back or re relieve his back pain. So because these are emotional chase goals, the only way for emotional goals to be uh, or like emotionally attached goals to be countered or to be like fully relieved or accomplished would be concrete results. Concrete results are the only thing or is the only thing that can make people disattach from the negative emotions. Or in other words, how, can I, how else can I phrase this? I know it's not the best phrasing, but concrete results is the only way for people to get validation um, that what they are doing in the gym is working because they're paying a lot of money for your service they're spending a lot of time to go to you or to go to the gym that you are working in uh, and of course there, there's a lot to go there because they're gonna prep to actually go to you go to the gym they're going to take the commute or the drive to go to you so there's a lot that they are investing time and money for your services the only way for that to be validated is for you to give uh, give them concrete results. So be very objective from the beginning that, okay, Mrs. Okay, let's use the classic American way. Oh, Mrs. Johnson, you're coming to me with back pain. Let us try to see, like, give me like a quick or a, give me an idea on how much your pain is when you hinge in this angle. Is it a five out of 10, six out of 10, etc.? So take note of that. One month, two months later, after you've coached Mrs. Johnson, try to see if there's any improvement in the hinge. Are they able to hinge lower and there's no back pain? Or maybe even after like three or four months, you can ask them, oh, are you able to finally play with your kids? That one. So that they'll realize, oh, wait, I was actually able to play with my son the other day and I was able to finish it without feeling any back pain and I didn't realize it. That's a real thing it, that that does happen because of course they just are so in the moment they want to play with their kids and then after three or four months training training with you they're able to do that they're able to do what they set out to do from the very beginning and that's how 
they commit to you. Of course, you're gonna, I can say that business-wise, that's great because they're going to keep on going back to you. But more of that is when they will know that the service that you have provided has actually worked. Concrete results can never be refuted. Unless, of course, yeah, you know, they actually get hurt. Like they, they attain their goal for like a week and then their back pain goes back or whatever. Of course, uh, there's a lot of disclaimers that can happen because a lot of things can be are situational. But generally speaking, as long as you're able to provide concrete results for them, um, and for the, actually the only way for them to understand the concrete results is to first ask them what they want and then to understand where they are right now. And then three, six months, one year later, have a comparison, whether that be a before and after photo, if that's what you want, if they're very visually focused, or what you can do is, you know, just ask how they feel and take note of that. And that's going to be the best way for them um, to really understand or like appreciate the service that you've provided by giving them the results that they uh, wanted you to do, by giving them the results that you uh, and that client worked hard for. Okay. Um, on another note, one thing that I want to mention that, um, of course, a lot of people, majority of people do want fat loss. I've mentioned this time and time again. Never forget to include some strength training or to make strength training the primary um, modality of your workouts. Because if, for example, you're not able to give them the exact number of, example, they want to lose 10 pounds, but they're only able to lose five pounds. Of course, that's not ideal uh, for their goals. Strength training is there because if you do your job right, at least you already have something objective to back up your service. So for example, um, six months, they want to lose 15 pounds. But after six months, they have only lost 10. Is it great? I mean, is it good that they lost 10 pounds? Absolutely. Is it exactly what they want? No, it's not end of the world, but you know, it's still good to lose 10 pounds. But on top of that, you can say, oh, Miss Johnson, okay, unfortunately, we are not able to get your all 15 pounds done. We are only to shed, able to uh, shed 10 pounds off of body fat. But at the same time, I want you to look at these records. At the beginning of our workouts, your deadlift was only 50 pounds. But after these six months, you were able to deadlift now 100. You have doubled your strength. That is going to make them realize, oh, wow, I... Sure, I didn't get lose my 15 pounds, but I was able to be lifting 100 pounds. Or I was able to lift twice the amount of weight that I can only do from the very beginning. Yeah, and, and they're going to absorb that. Like, wow, there's so much that I have achieved. Was it the exact thing to the dot? No, but there was an added bonus of them getting stronger. And if you're a personal trainer, you know the value that um, strength training with the compound lifts will really, really help somebody's lifestyle. So, of course, be very focused. If they have back pain, focus on that. If they have fat loss goals, prioritize that. If they have mobility goals, focus on that. But, of course, strength training is there because that's strength training, if done properly, will be able to address all of those uh, goals that your client would have. Another tip that I do have when it comes to on how to coach a gen pop client would be to make sure that you're picking the simplest exercises possible. Um, the reason why is because these people are probably busy. They don't, uh, the, the gym, 
the one art that they have with you is not necessarily their entire life, right? Of course, if you're a personal trainer, uh, I'm not saying that the gym is your life, but your the gym, your life would revolve around the gym, right? So if you are coaching a gen pop client, you have to pick the easiest exercises or the easiest to perform or the easiest one to learn because you don't want to spend 40 minutes of that one hour that they've serviced you. Uh, wait, how do I phrase it again? You don't want to spend 45 minutes in the full hour that they hired you for just to teach them how to perform it. Instead, you can just pick an easier exercise and then within five minutes, they've picked up the technique already and they can perform that exercise for 20 minutes, do pick another exercise, exercise, then do another 20 minutes, etc. You don't want to make it like, you don't want their one hour session to become a seminar on how to perform one movement. Of course, um, they might learn it in time and might, they might be able to perform it well in time. But generally speaking, you have to weigh out what, it, what will benefit them more? Them learning, just to set an example, what would weigh more or like give them more value? You teaching them for through four to six sessions, uh, like four to six hours, accumulate, uh, like cumulative of how to perform the snatch or in the very first session, teaching them how to do the goblet squat and the do, uh, dumbbell overhead press, right? You, in the very first session, session, they can learn that to a good degree already as opposed to learning the snatch, which I'm pretty sure me saying six sessions, a lot of Olympic lifters are going to say, oh, that's really impressive if you're able to master the snatch within six sessions because it's a very complicated exercise. And it's not a bad exercise. No, the snatch is a great exercise. The clean and press, another example, is a great, fantastic exercise. But it's very technical it is hard to learn you are coaching a gen pop client they have other things to do in life you have the gym so you're able to really learn this but they are lawyers doctors or another job that's really stressful or they're like a mom that has to go back as soon as possible to their kids uh, to take care of them or whatever uh, stay home dad whatever you have to teach them. You have to make sure that the value that they get within, within that one hour each time they go to you is the fullest that it can be, not just learning one exercise. So basically, just to repeat, don't teach them. Don't pick the hardest exercise just because it's cool. Make sure that you pick the simplest exercise that can benefit, that can directly benefit to their goals, to them achieving their goals. Okay, it's very straightforward. A classic example that everyone talked about or what I talk about too is the push-up versus the bench press. Barbell bench press, great, fantastic exercise. Uh, but unfortunately, it's definitely technical. Not a lot of people are comfortable with the straight bar. Me, for the longest time, uh, it's not a really comfortable motion for me. But the push-up, I can do the push-up any day, pain-free, discomfort-free. And that same can apply to a lot of clients as well. They, you don't want to teach them all oh, the proper bar path. You don't want to teach them the proper bracing, the chest. I mean, you can teach it. It's just going to take a while. And if they do learn it very fast, then that's great. But that's probably not every client. Probably one out of 10 clients can learn the bench in the first session. But what about the other nine? They, it'll probably take a while before they stop wobbling with the empty bar if they're even strong enough to lift the empty bar, right? So again, 
pick the simplest exercise or in other words the easiest exercise and just make sure that they're performing it with pristine technique like absolute uh near perfect form and then you for it to be difficult you just add weight or add uh any means to make it more difficult because we want the workout to be difficult because of the intensity not because of how technical a movement is i think that's a great way to phrase it we want the exercise to be difficult because of the intensity that you've applied on it for example 100 pounds is more intense than 90 pounds uh so whether that be the squat bench or deadlift or any other exercise you just want it to be difficult in the sense of intensity not because of how complicated or technical it actually is all right Next thing that I wanted to talk about. So it's not really like in a order of priority. Like these are just tips that I've written down that I wanted to share uh, with anyone who's starting out to coach gen pop clients. Um, next thing, where is it? All right, here, the last one. This is actually the last thing that I want to talk about. One of the most important things to remember that despite, even though if you write down a full month, uh, uh, like an, a four-week program, an eight-week program, or however long the program is, you have to always adapt to your client because all, like, it can be like half the time, a third of the time, or whatever fraction of the time it would be. There are clients that are going to walk in the gym looking like shit. Why? They had to stay up late. Um, they, had, they had to stay up fil- filing. Like Actually, just you know what? Just this morning, I was coaching a lawyer uh, and he stayed up until... This is, this is true. I'm not lying. So February 8th, uh, I had a client earlier this morning... He stayed up until 1 a.m. because he had to fill out or he had to like do some lawyer documents that I'll never understand because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> he, had to, he had to stay up until 1 a.m. and then he had to wake up around 6 or a bit earlier in preparation for our session. The moment I saw him, eye bags are as full as can be, face or how his voice sounded. I know how his lively voice normally is, but when he walked in, not as lively, face looked swollen, his eyes looked swollen. Without even asking him, asking him, of course, I asked him still how, how was his sleep. But without asking, or like the moment you would, I saw him, I knew that this is not going to be the best workout. If I pushed him, it's, if I pushed him to the... Because today was supposed to be a heavy day. Like To be honest, I told him, today was supposed to be this, this and that. Let's see how you were going to perform, etc. I was fully expecting that, you know, example... Let's say 80 kilos was his deadlift supposed to be. Instead, we just did 65 to 70, 75. And then if ever he had one good set, but he didn't, um, then we might have gone to 80. And that's perfectly fine. Because the point of the session, since it's already there already, is that you want him to finish the session feeling good. Because he already felt like shit going to you. You don't want him to feel like shit leaving the gym because the point is that he still gets a workout it doesn't have to be the exact workout that you plotted so example uh even though if you wrote down today to be week five day two etc and then you want everything to be everything to be followed to the dot that's just unrealistic and this apply actually you know what this applies to a gen pop client and to not a gen pop client if you are coaching a top tier power lifter I mean, of course, you want like puso, like heart, like push it no matter what. You have to have that person or that aggressive 
um, like how much how aggressive you are gonna be with the program you want to stick with it, but not all the time and absolutely so or even more so when it comes to a gen pop client, if they walk into the gym feeling like shit, your job is to make sure that they walk out of the gym feeling the best. Like they're gonna walk in with eye bags and everything, really like sleepy, groggy. Make them walk out with the biggest smile. How? Make, I mean, it's, it's up to you. Because of course, some people have different preferences. Some people like, oh, if they feel like shit, they would rather go lighter. If they feel like shit, they just rather let rest a minute or two longer. There's no perfect way to go about it. So with the relationship that you have hopefully formed already with this client, you will have a good idea on how to make sure that they end the session with a smile, that they leave the gym feeling happy, feeling uh, refreshed, so that the next time, in hope, that that next time that you have a scheduled session, that they are going to be excited to train under you rather than dread it. Because they're going to remember that, or like whether or not they, like to, they want to remember it or not. They're going to remember the day that they felt shitty and then they felt shittier after you made them go through a workout that they were obviously not ready for in that day. So again, your job is to make sure that you're going to structure your program, structure their programming, try to make them as motivated as possible, etc. And of course, uh, but of course, if there comes a time when you know the cards are not there today, accept it. And then just, you know, play the hand that you're dealt with. And for the most part, even if it's going to be, even though they feel shitty or not, if they feel happy going into the gym, make sure they still leave the gym feeling happy. That's the point of it. Because you want them to be excited to go back to you. Because if they're excited, then that's when you know they're going to be consistent. And we all know by now, consistency is definitely key. And if you're able to make them consistent as much as possible, that's how they're going to stick to, or that's how they're actually going to achieve their goals. And with that, that's how to coach a gen pop client. So I know it wasn't really ironic. No, it's ironic. No, I talked about, you know, structures, etc. But this program or this episode was not that structured. Instead, I gave you like some tips that I just had in mind. So just a quick recap. First things first. Always try to be as objective as possible so you can compare a good before and after. Uh, so understand their goals, what emotions are attached to their goals, and then try to make sure that after a set amount of time that you guys have talked about, you will have the concrete results to show them that, hey, you came into the gym with XYZ, uh, back pain, etc. This, this is how strong you were. After six months, you are now this much stronger. You're not feeling any pain. And then they're going to appreciate like, oh, wow, I've gotten so much value from uh, our months of training. Thank you. I'm going to renew with you once again. The next thing is to pick the simplest exercises. Not because they're simple and you're just lazy to teach, but more of because if you just make them do the workout properly with prop, uh, the appropriate intensity, that's more value. Making them go through the workouts, the all the uh, an actual workout rather than I a seminar of one to two exercises in the span of one to two weeks, then of course that's not going to be fun for them. There's not much value or immediate value on that end. So again, pick the simplest exercise, make them perform it with near perfect form, 
and then uh, apply the appropriate amount of intensity. And then the final one would be to remember that you have to adapt to them and then they have to walk out of the gym feeling as happy as can be. Once again, I'm Coach Ali Fujo. That was the Fujo and that was episode number 24, How to Coach Gen Pop Clients. <laughs>